Welcome to the MMA On Show, episode 13. Lucky number 13. Uh, we got a lot to talk about, uh, but before we do, I just need to let everyone know that Ryan has horrific rap opinions. Hey, that Ferg fucking sucks. All right. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 he fucking sucks. Nigga's basura. Trash. <laughs> fucking hot dog water, dog. Don't fucking hot give me that bullshit. Hot dog water, dude. <laughs> Pants. No. <laughs> Oh my! I love that we open with ASAP <clears throat> Ferg slander. That's amazing. Yeah, fuck that. He's gonna get slandered every fucking day. I can't wait to put a musical interlude. Uh, put use work by ASAP. <laughs> that's a That'd great be like choice. the one fucking thing that's like remotely acceptable. That's why I said it because it's a good song. But other than that, he's dog shit. You can't hate on work. That's literally Trash. why I picked that song. You know, Pull your mic closer to your face. You can't pretend that it doesn't. He's butt dog. Butt. Butt. Just straight yeah, cheeks. On. I'm not even gonna cut this out. Nor should you. You're just gonna experience the production. You know what? This bitch process. fucking blows up, and ASAP Ferg want to see me and get his fucking head dribbled off the ground too. I do think you'd beat up ASAP. I know I'd beat up ASAP Ferg. Isn't he like that tiny? I don't give a shit. Uh, he I don't be know. A man I mean, he looks big, but he might. I don't. Dude, think he's probably like big. fucking all of five seven. Bro, the baby looks big, and that Negro is like five eight. I think everybody that's hey, famous guess what? is small. They all can get double legged the same. It don't fucking matter. <laughs> All right, this has gone off the rails immediately. Uh, current events this week are fun. Um, first things first, we're going to talk about Nick Diaz. Ryan's mic's about to fall on his face. Oh, uh, fuck it. I'll just hold the shit. No, I'm not going to make you do that. Oh. Okay, you should be good now. Nope, still not good. This man lying through his damn teeth. I don't know why it happens like this sometimes. It's just impossible. Is this shit slanted? Uh, it doesn't really matter. Yo, were you beating somebody with this fucking thing? <laughs> They should have had his money. Yeah, Pay freelancers on time, guys. Pay freelancers on time is right. Okay, now you're definitely going to be He's good. He's over the leg. Net 30 is not a request. <laughs> it, is a, it is a demand. Nick Diaz looks in tremendous physical condition. He which has uh, led us to believe, and many, to speculate about who he might return to face. Jetta, who is your front runner for Nick Diaz to face? In his return. So we talked about this a little bit already. Uh, I still love it, even though it's not great for Nick. I just think it's an amazing fight. Hamzat, Boris, mm. I want to see the wolf. Smish. <laughs> Hamzat, Smish. Smish. Smish, brother. Um, I proposed Colby uh, almost purely for the, uh, the pre-fight buildup. I think it would be glorious. And also, I do think that that's a fight that Nick Diaz, if he is in his old form has a chance to win. I don't know for sure. I think he has a better chance to beat Colby than he does have to beat the Smash monster. See, that's the thing. I think they're both actually bad. They're neither of them are good. But Colby's interesting, like you said, for the pre-fight talk, because yeah. Colby stammers through some corny line, and then Nick just tells him to shut up and calls him a bitch, which is great. It is. Um, and then Hamzad is just, like, super compelling, and I want to see him tested against anybody who's really good. Yeah, me too. So... I feel that. The other option, and probably, to be honest, the most likely, is Jorge Masvidal, who has already put in the, the way that the kids like to say it, his name in his mouth. Uh, Ryan, who do, you, who do you like in that probable matchup? Tell me how that goes down. Jorge going to beat the shit out that man? Okay. Man, he fought since like 2015. <laughs> January 2015. I, I'm not going for that shit that like, dude, because here's the thing. It's been six years yeah like it's my a long man, time like it's a dude long time. 
six fucking years. Like, that was like, what, two months after Connor won the belt at Featherweight? Right, but you know Nick Diaz is still sparring, though. Like, you know he's still working. For sure, he's still been training. Yeah, dude. Hey, but yay. Ponzinibbio was out fucking three years. He came back and got his shit iced. Yeah, but he wasn't training was. that whole time. He had, like, a really serious, like, sickness and injury. He was actually, he was down bad. But, dog, six years? That's my thing. Six years, and he's damn near about to be 40. Well, so is Jorge, to be fair. Yeah, yeah but Jorge's active. That's right. the difference. So is Nick, bro. He's been running marathons. You know he's been sparring with pro boxers this whole time. Like, it's true. He's looking pretty good, bro. That, that sounds really good. And physically, great. he's never looked better. Oh, he looks fucking fantastic. Who, let's just have this hypothetical argument for a very short period of time. Who has actually had a better career? <laughs> Gotta be Nick, right? Because of Strike Force? Was he a champion Strike Force? Yeah, because yeah, of his running Strike Force. It's gotta be Nick. And he fought for the UFC belt, too, which I guess Jorge right. also did the same. Two times. It's pretty close. Yeah. I kind of want to see it. I'm not gonna lie to you. The other that thing would that we talked about—that would be the best. I think that actually is the best matchup. Well, it's pretty tight. Given I, that tune-up, we could do the tune-up. <laughs> Carlos Condit and Carlos Condit. I hate it here, bro. <laughs> I love it here. It's so sad. I like Carlos Condit, and he looks really good in his last two fights. But uh, yeah, I love Carlos. It d- actually does kind of make sense. I yeah, think Carlos dude. could win that fight. Why am I throwing him in there with fucking Colby? I was a huge fan of him back in the day. He beat Robbie Lawler. He also beat Nick Diaz, and they talked a lot of shit to each other. Mm-hmm. Run it back. All but right. I can't argue that that's not a great fight for Nick Diaz. See, I told you, dog. I'm a fucking matchmaker over here. It's, I like it. It's a great fight. I like it. Okay. Uh, regardless of who it is against, we would love to see Nick Diaz back. Um, hopefully sooner than later. Yeah. The second thing we're going to bring up when it comes to the current events is the return of fans, uh, which I have some opinions about. <laughs> Man, that's hot. Uh, yeah, I... What didn't someone else start first? Ryan, do, do, did you enjoy the fans being back? Did like what did you think? What did you make of the? Uh, and we can we I don't even think we need to talk about the political side of it because it's been talked about ad nauseum. I don't really care anymore. Fuck! I'm if here people, to watch people don't want to wear masks face. and get COVID at this point, I, I mean, I guess Florida. that's on you. Dog, that's fucking like Australia light. Yeah, it's, it's fucking the wild, wild west. It is there. what it is. <laughs> I don't give a shit, dude. I was like super indifferent to it. Granted. Because I, I kind of hate listening to Joe Rogan commentate at this point. So like I kind of keep the yeah. volume down because I'm just like, dude, I, I just I just don't I don't care to hear what he says because a lot of the time it seems super biased or it's like not an accurate representation of what's going on. He just repeats the same things. Yeah, every dude, time too. it's 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 fucking annoying. It's bad. And then like I mean, dude, fucking Daniel White can suck me. I was like also illegally streaming that motherfucker. So you know, <laughs> like the volume was kind of iffy, but. uh I don't know, dude. Like, I was pretty indifferent to it. It seemed like the fighters enjoyed it. Like, Anthony Smith got super hyped to it. So, I was like, oh, that's cool. And, I mean, like, it's crazy to see, like, or to hear, like, the reactions when somebody gets iced and the fans lose their shit. Sure. Or for, like, main events, like, super big main events. Like, that feeling of, like, the crowd cheering, like, as soon as you see the fighters. So, that's cool. I enjoy those. But I also get fucking annoyed when motherfuckers start wooing after, like, a clinch. Like, a clinch up against the cage for, like, two seconds. Yeah. I don't know if there is a dumber subset of uh, UFC fans than you could find uh, in that arena that night. It was unbelievable. Um, I agree that it was, uh, and you know, the first time I watched it, I actually didn't get to watch it with sound. Um, But then as I watched it back, I was like, oh, this is kind of cool in a way, because like you said, there are reactions that, you know, it's just a little more electric, I guess, when you have a group of people doing the one thing that they can all do successfully together, which is yell. Uh, they, they nailed that. 
beyond that, uh, first of all, the, the one, the, the second most annoying thing they did all night, um, was chanting USA about every eight seconds. Anytime there was an American fighter fighting a non-American fighter. And then in a similar, uh, streak of ridiculous, unnecessary nationalistic nonsense, booing Wei Li, uh, mm. Hurt my feelings, dog. I was actually disappointed. And in a way, I blame Rose a little bit. As much as I like liked uh, her whole thing before this fight, like you can't rant on and on and on about uh, this goofy nationalist nonsense and expect a, a a crowd of angry Floridians not to, to feed into that in a negative and really gross way. Um, so I don't know, man, I, 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 it pisses me off. Uh, it lowers my expectations a little bit, just generally for, um, American MMA fans. I mean, I don't know. It, it bummed me out more than anything. Yeah. You know, there was ups and downs with the crowd being back. I think the best thing was how hype everybody was for the actual fights. Like when, the fighters were fighting. People were really into it, which was great. And I couldn't imagine some of the finishes we got that night without a crowd. Yeah, fair point. Uh, we'll, we'll get into how amazing and incredible they were later. But just take a second and think about the finish in the main event with no crowd. Yeah. It's a way different moment. And I don't want to talk about it. 261 <laughs> had incredible energy. Anyway, it was a super special event. Anyone who missed it, dude, I'm sorry. Yeah, no doubt. Incredible, like it just—it was a special event. Yeah, so, the fans being back definitely elevated it in some ways. But then, like booing for even two seconds of wrestling or clinching, yeah, uh, just being absurd. Like you said, nationalistic, like booing Chinese fighters for almost no reason during the intros. Like it was just oh, there was a reason. Well, yeah, there was a reason, <laughs> but like it was—it's a stupid reason. Like, so. But you yeah. know what's weird though is like they would boo clinches and shit, but they would cheer every time Valentina would take down yeah. Jessica, yeah. or she would like transition into like different positions on the ground. So it was like it wasn't consistent. But I mean, it's also like drunk MMA fans. So, well, they also booed Wei Li when she was being introduced as the champion, but like cheered for the Mongolian murderer because I would butcher his real name. Uh, when he was just walking forward and using his face to stop his opponent's strikes. The head is the hardest part of your body, Jetta. Apparently, if you fight like a zombie, Floridians love you, which, you know. They'll forgive you for your indiscretions. Well, you know, given all of the incidents they had with the bath salts, it makes sense. (laughs) We're not going to be welcomed in Florida, are we? No, and that's Fuck them. I'm black. I'm already not welcome (laughs) in Florida. Fair point. Uh, Lastly, Conor McGregor donating money to a... (laughs) different charity in Louisiana might be the greatest troll job of all time. Uh, not only did he donate money to a different charity in Louisiana, he donated the exact same amount of money that he had pledged to donate to Dustin Poirier. They probably gave him like, you know, the breakdown of where the money's going. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not even get into the specific logistics. <laughs> Let's keep this at high level troll conversation. Uh, do you do you think that this affects? The, I, I haven't seen if Poirier has said anything about this. Has he re- commented? Has anybody seen? Dude, they've been going back and forth. No, it was just kind of generic banter. He just told him he was going to whoop his ass, and uh, it's a petty god level move uh, in my yeah, opinion. I think Dustin told him he was going to beat his ass July tenth before Connor did this. Yeah. And then Dustin was like, let's fucking do it at 173 fights across three weight classes. Connor's like, no. No. And then Connor does this. And I'm like, this is fucking great. After Connor spent the entire day of Sunday talking shit to half the roster. Literally everyone. 
I love it. It's so fun when he does it. Mm, he I'm was Le- in his bag. I'm LeGorm on it, honestly. I, I like it when he's talking to fighters in his weight class. I like it when he's talking to people he's already beat. You know what I don't like? When he starts running his mouth after literally anyone else in any other weight class accomplishes it. Dude, anything. I think it's yeah, fucking funny it. because I like they start to hoe themselves out for that fight. Well, the reason I... Well, not even that. Like, he'll... It doesn't matter who does anything good. He'll be like, oh, remember, I'm the king out here. It's like, bro, we understand. We understand that you're great. But, like... If a straw weight gets a knockout, we don't want to hear about you. Yeah. You, I mean, you sure you don't want to see that Rose versus Connor <laughs> for all the belts? I want to see that about as bad as I want to see Usman and Connor. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's probably it for, for that particular topic. I'm very curious to see how that fight plays out. I'm curious to see if Poirier responds to this because it's. It's so fucking it petty. It is high level petty. Yeah, it's, I'm it's, petty at heart. So, like, this shit is like gold to me. It's going to be amazing. I can't wait for this fight. Yeah, especially if one of them gets iced. Oof. That's the only way it's going. Somebody's getting finished. This is not going to a decision. Yeah, I tend to agree. Fuck yeah. Let's talk about the big moments from UFC 261. As Jetta uh, waxed poetically about, uh, man, it was an event to remember. Um, I'll put in Dan Hooker's comments about it here. <laughs> I saw a video about it uh, today from Dan Hooker's response to it, which was absolutely hilarious, and I tend to agree with him. To be honest, I was sitting there um, after that entire crazy, mad, wild, unpredictable main card, and it gets to the end and it finishes like that. I was, I just turned off my TV and I sat there and I said, what a stupid sport. What a dumb sport, what an absolutely stupid sport. I'm sitting there with my family, I point to them and I say, all of you are sick for watching this on the television. <laughs> stupid sport, how dare you encourage this kind of madness. I'm, I'm done, I'm done. <laughs> Sometimes you get done with the USC event and you're like, I mean, that was a lot. It was a lot to go through. Like I said, I watched the event on my phone uh, at a wedding. <laughs> That's dedication. I mean, yeah. Working. Uh, and even still, at the end of it, I was like, my God. Yeah. I was exhausted emotionally, physically. I just wanted to go to bed. I wanted to cry, dog. It was, it was a lot. Those was, are my fucking feelings. It was intense, dude. Oof. So we've got six big moments from the six main fights that we talked about last week leading into UFC 261. That we are going to touch on, and first up is going to be Randy Brown submitting Cowboy Oliveira Jetta. What were your takeaways from that fight? What do you see next for Randy Brown? Man, so Randy looked real good with the striking, particularly his distance management, which was a theme throughout the night, 261. And the fighters who kept the proper distance and stood in the right spot got the job done. And then that choke, literally never seen anything like it. Yeah. It's the first time I've ever seen a one-armed rear naked choke. Apparently the explanation is you drive into the shoulder on the other side mm-hmm. to, to finish, but incredible either way. I mean, that was that was a great, great stop. That thing must have been super tight, too, because yeah. it's not like Oliveira's a chump. No, well, I mean, his arm's about long as shit, so long I, I, under, as fuck. I understand how it happened, but just that I had never seen the technique before. I didn't even know it was possible, and I was just like, oh, okay. Dude, what was crazy is like, I've never seen Oliver get ran through like that. No. Yeah, that motherfucker got ran through. Is there any opponents that stand out for Randy Brown next? I assume he has to get somebody ranked. Yeah, I'd like to see a ranked opponent for him. I don't... Let me pull those rankings I don't up. know exactly who I'd like to see Randy fight, but... Ooh. 
what is it, 170? Mm-hmm. Mm. If, if they don't do... Hamzat, dude, that's what I was kind of thinking. That's kind of interesting. I was gonna say, what's up? Fuck, he's gonna maul him. He just beat Cowboy. What's good? with Yancy Medeiros. When's the last time he's fought? Is yeah. he still fighting at one seventy. Yeah, I think so. That's a good fight. I like that. Um, what's going on with Robbie Lawler? That's also a great fight. I don't hate that. I like that. Is he the Colby talked about fighting? I feel like that's a, just a name that I. I mean, he's still in the ranking, so it's not like they the, think the, he's going anywhere. The Colby fights his last fight, right? I think so. Robbie. Yeah. Or we got beat the fuck up by Neil Magny. Oh, you're right. It was Yeah, he got beat the fuck up. When was that? A couple months ago. Maybe like last year, actually. Not... I don't know, dude. COVID's made like it all be like one fucking I, giant I'm month. saying. Yeah, like he August. got decision in August. Yeah, he got beat up. He actually fought. Oh, he hadn't fought for another for a year. Between uh, Covington. So he's been fairly inactive. So that seems uh, maybe somewhat unlikely. Well, he's getting up there. It's, it's about time for him to hang yeah. him up. Uh, next up, we're going to talk Anthony Smith. Um, man, of all of the crazy emotional moments of this crazy-ass fight card, for me personally, watching Anthony Smith do it again against the odds, uh, I mean, it got me legitimately emotional, man. Like, that dude, for me, uh, that dude is what MMA is about and what makes MMA so special because he's just this really wonderful contradiction of the way that he looks and the way that he sounds and, uh, you know, the way that he fights and the way that uh, he presents himself. He just, he's just such an interesting human being. Um, and he seems to just always rise to the occasion when the, the lights are the brightest. And, you know, he, he might not be the most talented guy in the division, but he is a guy that is going to give everything that he has every single time that he's in there. And, uh, you know, this seems, I don't know, kind of tailor-made for Jim Crew to, to sort of, springboard himself into the title contention area and uh anthony smith just said nah not today my guy yeah pretty incredible man i i really got and and obviously i'm gonna be a homer for the dude because he's he's a nebraska guy and he's far and away the most successful mma fighter we've we've seen come out of the state so it's i don't know man and and all that to to couple with the fact that he just seems like the coolest dude in the world you know i've never really gotten a chance to interact with a guy but um ever since way back when i watched him win at vfc i don't even know whatever it was when he wore the call me dana hat i got on the mic and just spit a couple wonderful bars i was just like man this guy is is special this guy is somebody that's going to be he should be remembered in nebraska sports history and as a nebraska guy man i just it, it makes me proud to to watch him perform and to watch him succeed pretty cool shit pretty cool shit i like him dude i mean like obviously because he's from nebraska but like for me because we've all had this conversation before you guys are super you know well jet is super technique nick's kind of like in the middle and for me like fighters with heart is something i'm super drawn to because i think like at the end of the day you can teach technique you know you can drill the fundamentals but you can't teach heart you really can because that's just who you are deep down and his nickname obviously tells you Lionheart it's like that man has faced so much adversity in the cage that man has you know been in like the shittiest of situations but he fucking digs deep and like he he gives you everything inside of him he always leaves a piece of himself you know whether it's a good or bad thing in that cage and you know I I love that like I, I respect that so much and I mean I 
I, yeah. I can't say enough about that. It, it surprised the hell out of me. Not only that he won, you know, because I thought, I mean, I, I picked against him. I'm not going to fucking lie. Just because I thought Jimmy was really big and, I, and I'm really high on Jimmy Crude. And I thought, well, damn, like I... I just don't know because it seemed like Anthony was struggling with the bigger light heavyweights, but he came out a man on fucking fire like that jab. Yeah, you know I, you know, like we said, I've had I have friends at Factor X. I was like, when the fuck did he get this jab? And like he's been had that. I'm like, this is news to me. And he was just lighting Jimmy's fucking yeah. face up. He and won just about every second. Yeah, of that fight. well, and Jimmy was tagging his fucking leg up, and Anthony said, "Okay, I got you, Mink." And One that time. was it. One time, and that was it. You know, it, it's incredible, man, and I'm. I'm really happy for him, and I'm really happy he's gotten, you know, he's getting back on track. And, you know, I think in this division, especially because everybody fucking hits hard, and Anthony is just as talented as anybody in this division, I wouldn't be surprised if he's fighting for a title soon. Yeah. I mean, I feel like he's only one win away from mm -hmm. a title fight, and I was worried about him bad after the Glover fight. I was like, yeah, yeah, that, me too. That type of punishment with the amount of fights Anthony has, I was like, that could start a downhill slide. He's spitting his fucking teeth out. Yeah, you know what I mean? I was I was really worried. That's why I picked Jimmy against mm -hmm. him. I was like, I feel like that much damage with this much mileage already on you is bad. And let me tell you, I've told you guys this, I am more than happy to eat crow on this one. There are times where you are real happy to be wrong. Mm -hmm. And Anthony Smith getting it done against Jimmy Crude is one of those moments for me. Mm. If being wrong always felt this good, I would do it more often. No doubt. Uh, let's talk briefly, uh, Chris Weidman. Not a whole lot to talk about in this fight other than uh, really, really unfortunate for Chris. Ryan, um, I guess what what do you see for Chris after breaking his leg? Dude, it's just fucking sad. Like, like just genuinely, it's just really sad. And You know, because Chris was, like, talking about, like, the lead-up that, you know, he moved his family down to South Carolina, and, you know, he was at a new gym now, and he just felt, like, refreshed and, like, reinvigorated, and he just felt like this was a new chapter in his career, and, you know, I, once again, I'm just going to be honest, I picked against him because he had a lot of mileage, he had been in a lot of wars, and he had left a lot of himself in the cage, but, you know, I was interested to see because anytime a fighter switches camps, you know, or has, like, big life changes that they think is for the better, like, I'm, I'm interested, you know, because I think you have to take into account just all the other aspects in their life uh, playing a big part. And, I mean, as far as the fight goes, it, it just seemed that Chris fucking threw everything he could into that kick, and Uriah kind of checked it, and it just landed at the one spot you don't want, and the shit just snapped. And yeah. it, was, it was fucking hard to watch, and... You know, obviously, Chris, like, at that instant, didn't realize it, and he stepped back, and then that's when you see those gross-ass pictures, and I, yeah. It, yeah. It, was, it was, dude, it was brutal, and, like, Uriah's reaction, too, of, like, fuck, this isn't how I want to win. Yeah, and, you it know, was a terrible moment. Yeah, and I, and I think Uriah handled it about as classy as you can, saying, hey, man, if he comes back, I owe him one. Um, I, I really hope this isn't the end for Chris, because, like, I don't think any fighter wants to go out that way. Yeah. But... I mean, we're not going to see him for probably another year, year and a half. And at that point, he'll be 38. And I, and I just don't know how much he'll have left to give. So, I mean, if this is the end, like, it's a really disappointing way to go. But if he decides to hang it up, you know, I applaud him for prioritizing his health more than anything. Because a lot of fighters, you know, get to that point where this is all they know. And that's what they keep doing till the wheels literally fall off. So, but it's unfortunate, man. It, it was like one of the real down moments of the card. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, just like I was happy to be wrong about Anthony, I was felt awful about being right for this one. Because, mm -hmm. you know, even though I picked your eye over from him, obviously I didn't pick it this way, and nobody wants to see any 
athlete mm-hmm. be injured in such a devastating and horrible way. So yeah. it was just a terrible moment. Like I said, I, I had a feeling that Uriah was going to get him, but nobody Not wanted like to that. see it go that way. Yeah. Yeah, really strange, man. It's strange on the way that it happened, strange in the fact that this has happened three times in this particular promotion and two of them involved. Chris Weidman. Chris Weidman. I mean, what are the... <laughs> I don't, I don't even, I don't know. You feel for the guy um, from all accounts that I've heard. Um, you know, I kind of know his old manager a little bit. And from everything I've ever heard about the dude, he just seems like the classiest, the classiest guy, you know. Um, that, like I, like you guys both alluded to, it's not the way that you want to see Chris go out. So I do oh. hope we see him again um, when he's able to do it. Um, on a more uh, enjoyable note, at least for, for one of us in particular, uh, Valentina Shevchenko put on another masterclass performance. Ryan, she beat that ass, Nick. <laughs> she beat that ass, bro. How good is she? Uh, yeah, really yeah. Good. You can't put it into words. Masterclass, Nick. She didn't lose a single second of that fight. No, she made Jessica Andrade look like she didn't belong in there with her, which is wild because Jessica Andrade was a former champion. Who fucking murked just about everybody. Yep. And the way she did it too, yeah. with the variety of takedowns, trips, controlling on the ground. Like, if you told me the way for the one way Jessica Andrade was going to win this fight, I didn't think she was going to knock her out, but I thought, okay, she's going to take her down, try and control her, and try and grind out some rounds and probably win a decision that way. Because you stand with Valentina, you're going to probably get separated from consciousness. And Valentina said, I'm going to shut all that shit down. You think you're going to beat me this way? No, no, no. I'm going to beat you this way, and I'm yep. going to make it look easy. Yeah. Unbelievable. Um, I, I really, you know, as we discussed last week, I, I don't know what there is, especially with Wei Lee losing. I don't, I'm not really sure what is out there. What do you see next for you? You said had something somewhat surprising for us. I've been intrigued. I don't this. want them to make the Amanda Nunes fight. I don't want to make the third one. As okay. crazy as it sounds, I don't think right now, I don't think right now is the time to make it. Like, I think at, the, at this point, because if one of them loses, right? So if you have Valentina go up and she loses, it kind of knocks a little bit of her shine off, right? But if she goes up and beats Amanda and the UFC is still trying to drive Amanda as the most dominant champion ever, which obviously she is, well, she loses one of those belts. And then, like, it, it, see, I think it, I think that fight doesn't do you any good in terms of marketability for either granted there's no matchup for either and yeah. it sucks like if these two could fight every four months for the next like four years until like i got fresh competition hell yeah sign me the fuck up but i think from the usc's perspective they're like no let's not so we're just gonna have them truly clear out the division so i i don't know who beats valentina like i genuinely don't know a single person in that division or even moving up that beats her yeah, I, I mean, I'm looking at the rankings right now, and I'm just... Nobody. Nothing. There's nobody there for her. There's nothing there for her. Just no. like you said in the press conference, the other girls had nothing for me. She wasn't playing. She had the coldest line, too, where she was talking about She was like, if you're looking for a weakness, it's like, don't waste your time. I was like, oh, shit. I, I love Jessica Andrade. My goodness. I'm a huge we'll Jessica Andrade stan. Man, not a single moment of success in that fight. I felt bad yeah. for you, dog. And as important as I thought the clinch and trip takedowns would be in that fight... You could not have gotten me to believe that Jessica would have no success in that area. She looked like she was getting out muscled, too. Yeah, she did. Well, Valentina talked a little bit about that after the fight. She said, I could tell in the clinch that I was really heavy on her. And so she hmm. felt like Jessica didn't have the strength to deal with her size in the fight. And so Crazy. that's part of the reason, like, the first time they tied up, she went for the clinches. Because she said, I just felt super heavy. And so 
it was God, interesting. that's crazy. Yeah, it was interesting to hear her insights about that, and then like such clean technique. Yeah, I mean, my number one pound for pound, fucking different dog. Yeah, listen, she's got an argument. Yeah, you, she won to me. I can stand all I want to. At the end of the day, that was credit where credit's due, man. It was an incredible <laughs> performance, undoubtedly. Um, in the co-main event, we had another bit of a shocker. Mm. In some degree, eh, maybe, maybe it wasn't a shocker. That might not be the right term. But uh, Rosanami Yunus wins via head kick, TKO over Wei Li Zhang. Jetta, walk us through that. It's not something that I don't think maybe anybody saw coming. I don't think anybody saw a knockout loss for Wei Li. There's definitely ways for Rose to win, but I did not see uh, it be being uh, via KO, TKO. At least not that quickly. Yeah. I mean, maybe later in the fight if she found a shot like that. I just thought it would take longer. But, yeah, you know, again, same motif. Credit where credit is due. Um, I think Rose did an excellent job of controlling the spacing, which I thought was going to be important in that fight. Specifically, you saw Wei Li being aggressive, pushing forward, and landing inside and outside leg kicks, like showing that I'm going to aggress. Right. And Rose adjusted really quickly and started standing at a range where she was longer and she could kick Wei Li without having to step in. But Wei Li had to step in to kick her. And from there, she's looking down like she's going to throw this leg kick. Mm-hmm. Chambers the kick. Wei Li's arms come down. You can see her like trying to pull her hips out to get away from the kick. And kick goes up top. Bang. Lights out. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a fantastic shot. And those, those front leg kicks that come really specifically from Taekwondo techniques are sneaky. I mean, we watched Stephen Thompson do this to people all the time. He's made a living doing it. Um, so to see it land and, and to somewhat devastating effect, I, I guess in hindsight, wasn't necessarily surprising. But, um, you know, it wasn't even that powerful of a kick. I think she just didn't see it at all. Well, you know, as we always say, uh, what is the shot that hurts you the worst? The one you don't see coming. And, you know, when I was watching it, I always say to myself, what created the shot? You know, wh- how did this happen? And... I mean, it was the implied return aggression of leg kicks and the immaculate spacing for her to be in a spot where she could both kick the leg or the head Mm -hmm. as the longer fighter. And she used that to her advantage, sold a beautiful feint, and, I mean, the rest is history. Yeah. Fucking sick, dog. Had to see my girl Whaley get ice like that. It was fucking sick. It hurt me so bad. Dog so bad. Especially with the whole buildup. You know what was awful, right? And it's not even, like, regarding, like, Whaley or Rose's. My stream was, like, a little fucking delayed. So I got, like, three, oh, told you fucking text. And I'm like, the fuck happened? Yeah. First of all, told you is a lie. So whoever said that is full Bro, of shit. So I'm sitting here. I'm like, dude, Cap damn, City. I know Whaley about to get her shit cleaned. And then I see it. And I'm like, bro, I just want to turn this the fuck off. That's just not a good take. Like, I realize it did happen, obviously. But it's not a good take. And if they run it back, which this should probably be the next thing we talk about, uh, it's not going to happen like that again. I will bet any sum of money that there is not a first-round TKO. And if there is, it's happening the other way around. Uh, So is that what's next? I know Ryan doesn't think so. I'm curious why. Uh, Because there's no one else in the division. Bullshit. (laughs) Right now? That's the challenger? Bro. I I mean, I guess you could justify you want to. No. Yoana yeah, has to not, not against no dude, not against Rose not against, against fucking Lee. either. Joanna has to win a goddamn fight outside of a title fight. Like I'm tired. Yeah, there's I, I, a title I, gen- fight. I genuinely like Joanna. I really do. But 
fuck, dude. Like, it gets to a point where every single one, of, I think Joanna's last fights have been for fucking for titles. At yeah. some point, she has to fight a contender. Like, I can't keep gifting her title shots. Fair point. So, we've got Yon Shannon versus Carla Esparza. Carla Esparza, the last person to, or, well, I guess besides Jessica Andrade to beat Rose. So, it's got to be one of those two. I, I, just, I don't hate that. I just don't think that Whaley has done enough as champion to get a title, to get an instant rematch. I, I love the idea of her getting that rematch. I love Whaley to death, but I just I don't see it happening. I think the most fair thing, based upon the way that the fight went down, is Whaley to have to fight the winner of the Esparza Shannon fight. All right. I think, I think that's the that's the move. That's the number one contender fight. Whoever wins that gets to fight Rose. Yeah. And, unless Rose wants to be active before then. Here, here's why I... I don't actually disagree with that at all, but here's what I would say with regards to the immediate rematch. The way that the knockout happened didn't really tell me anything other than that Rose has that one-shot power that she's shown us before. So I, I don't know that it was like shocking other than the fact that we had a fighter that was on 21 fight win streak lose. That is just in and of itself pretty shocking. Um, I don't disagree with the fact that maybe she didn't do enough as champion, but she did a lot before that. Yeah. Um, so with that said, and also kind of with the timing thing, like when is Jan Shannon and Carlos Barza? It's in the next couple cards, right? It's, yeah. it's soonish. Soonish, yeah. So maybe if that is a quick finish, uh, and whoever the winner is comes out rel- relatively unscathed, then I could see uh, Wei Li versus the winner. But if somebody gets beat up, if it goes three rounds, I don't think you can put both because then you're actually putting Rose and Whaley on a shelf for however long that takes that person to heal. That's true. So I think we'll wait and see, I guess, depending on what happens in that. If somebody looks awesome, if, if Yon Shonan, and that's actually kind of fun. You do that card in China, that headlines, and that's a killer card. Uh, Yon Shonan versus Zhang Wei. Now, they don't train together, do they? Because that might be so. an issue. I have no idea, bro. I don't, I don't think so. I don't think so either. With my limited knowledge of their camps. I don't know a whole lot about Chinese when, MMA. Whenever I see Wei Li like, in her camp, and I see film of it, it seems like she has an entire camp that's built just for yeah, her. Yeah, it does. It's just like Paulo Costa. Yep. Like, he's the only one being trained there. Yep. You think he's got like a personal wine guy? Yeah, bro, his brother built that. What a that, stupid comment. His brother built that gym for him. He made a stupid fucking comment, bro. Dog. That's the only fair point. Nick, that's the only reason he lost to Israel. You're right. He's I forget. Over, bro. I forget. Then he got raw dog. Didn't after. he say? He said that he had to drink because he couldn't fall asleep. Yeah, he right? couldn't sleep. He had insomnia. Hey, so man, he got, that's the issue. So he got wasted. <laughs> Need to fucking smoke time. a little weed. What a wild boy. Um, crazy. Okay, let's jump into the main event. Yeah, I said jumped in, but that was the first time. Hopped in. Hopped Leap in. Bound. Uh, cartwheel in to the main event. <laughs> I like that a lot, actually. Wowzers, man. Uh, if I wasn't impressed with Kamaru Usman prior to that, <laughs> I, I don't really think Ryan actually thought Jorge was going to win. I think he just thought it was a fun pick, which I respect. No, nah, fuck really that, do dog. Respect. I was riding with Jorge. I was thinking... <laughs> Just because I genuinely thought, I'm like, well, fuck, man. He might have a chance if Usman keeps it standing, which Usman fucking did. Mm-hmm. And Usman little did I know, my man's got fucking iced. Flatlined. Uh, that was one, probably one of the two hardest shots. And I, you, you, could, I, I, you could definitely make an argument for either, I would say, of, of the two hardest shots I've ever seen. <laughs> I thought his head was going to fly. Like... It's very rare that you see someone's eyes completely close before they hit the ground. And in those stills, you can very clearly see Jorge is shut off long before his head hit the canvas. 
So my take on it is real simple. It's a super hot take, but I don't care because it's the truth at this point until someone proves that it's wrong. (laughs) Francis hits so hard. Even being his friend gives you knockout power. That's that's what happened to Jorge. <laughs> I mean, they are from Africa, so they may have like vibranium and shit in yeah, their hands. Kamara Usman's friendship with Francis, he just it was like Space Jam dog. Like them just hugging, he absorbed that punching. I power. love it. Like the strength of the Black Panther type shit. Okay. So we kind of <laughs> talked about the, the Black wow. Panther. Yeah, we, we've talked about an idea for Jorge, uh, which is a fun one and may happen. Um, before that is who's next for Usman? I mean, he like he's continuing to say he's lapping these guys at this point. Um, if Valentina's number one pound for pound, then Usman is easily number two, and it's a close two. And it's a close two. Um, I I don't really even know what you do with him next. I guess it's kind of up to him. Yeah. Um, he's not going to one eighty five for obvious reasons. He ain't want to see Bobby Knuckles. Well. Now that could happen, which is a conversation we had earlier, and it's super fun, but we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. So let's assume he's staying at 170, because a lot of stuff has to happen for him to go to 185. That's very true. Um, ugh, man, I'm looking at the rankings right now, and I just... I mean, Colby's the guy, right? Or if Steven Thompson wins, he's the guy. That's a super compelling argument. Um, Leon's got an argument in that they, they haven't fought yet. Man. Leon would be the guy if his manager had yeah. a brain in his head and got him the Colby Covington fight Tough. or a fight against Gilbert Burns or like literally anybody who is not Nate Diaz. Does I, that make I you, hate that fight. I don't love it either. I mean, I, I like Bullshit. it just from a, like a, it's a, I get to see two guys that are pretty fun and pretty violent fight each other. Yeah, like it's a fun fight. Independently of, of variables, it's kind of enjoyable, but I agree with you. It makes absolutely no sense. No. Do you think they told Leon, hey, if you take this fight, if you win this fight, we're giving you a title shot, period? Fuck yeah. Mm, maybe. You know, That's Danny the only lying. thing I can think of. I, I <laughs> you know could, Danny be lying. I <laughs> could see that. But the reason I could see that is because they are trying to get rid of the boringness, air quotes, that's around Leon. And so... You know that Nate's going to bring it. You know who that? the fuck thinks Leon Edwards is boring? You see his fight with RDA, dog. That shit was kind of boring. Gosh. I mean, everybody has a boring fight, but most yeah. of the time, this dude brings the violence. His fight with fucking Cowboy wasn't that fun either. Casuals think he's boring. I think he's so sick, dude. I think he's sick as fuck, too. His kickboxing is just elite, man, and he's enormous. You know who was boring before this weekend? Kamaru Usman. Yeah. You know who nah, fuck that. My man's ice fucking uh, burns. He, yeah, he he's been icing, dude. Yeah, he, he lost that boring shit when he fucking smoked Gilbert. He should have like lost it when he tyrant. smoked Kobe. Or but Kobe. he didn't. That's true. Yeah, but, but then, hey, yeah. But, but to, he didn't. Hey, hey. To quote a game-bred man, okay, he okay. said, this man was rubbing feet with me for 25 minutes. Like, I think he was starting to shed the fucking boring label, and then he had that fucking snoozer against... Mosfidal, the first one, comes back, ices fucking burns. I'm like, yo, you can't call this motherfucker boring. Then comes back and knocks the fucking soul out of my man <laughs> over here. Like, he's not boring no more. Yeah. No, he, he yeah, yeah let me ask y'all something, though, right? If they do make Colby, are you excited for it? Yeah. Really? Sure. Yeah. I for mean, me, I, like, I'm just, annoyed. I, just, I just, I'm like, eh. I'm annoyed that Colby sat around and got yeah. a title shot off it. I think that's stupid. I think it leaves a dirty fucking taste in my mouth. He's the most compelling fight in the division in my opinion outside of wonder boy and the only reason wonder boy hasn't got the shot already is because i don't want to give it to him and anthony pettis is lucky stupid punch yeah. which you mean but that was all part of the game plan. but i mean honestly you can't argue based upon the results of kamaro's recent fights that colby is not the most compelling fight he is yeah, i don't doubt it I, I, it's just 
I have a hard time getting up for it. Because I'm like, from what I've seen from Usman, and I mean, I, we've only seen Kobe fucking fight, you know, Tyron Woodley. And, you know, Tyron's on like the fucking downslide yeah, of his career. It, well, I, I think he, I think Kobe gets fucking finished early. I think the big problem with really? Kobe is, yes. like we said before, or at least like I've felt before, is my guy turned himself into a cardboard cutout. Like, yeah, I'm the bad guy. Like, he's like Lord Zed and Power Rangers dog. Like, Tend he's to agree. absurdly evil for no reason. No one cares. And like trading your relatability in that way for like reactionary vitriol makes it so that if you lose, no one cares anymore. Like his whole shtick is predicated on people wanting to see him lose. Dude, he was so, also kind of looking like a straight. IG ho with all them fucking interviews he was doing this weekend and like he kept popping up I was like I don't give a fuck what this man's got to say yeah no one does because he lost already yeah. if he hadn't lost to Kamaru if he was the champ everybody would be like man I think I and lost and devastating yeah and he got well. got a slip got a jaw broke the most annoying part of the entire broadcast experience for me uh, was actually when Kamaru was putting the belt on his father. Which, if you're unaware of the story of his father, look it up. It's incredibly compelling. And then they cut over to Colby, mid belt put on. No, dude. Did you, you know, guys pick up on that? Yeah, yeah. But like right before, <laughs> after fucking Jorge was getting his head dribbled, unfortunately, <laughs> and Usman hopped his fucking big Nigerian ass self out the fucking octagon. They like cut to Colby, and he's like, "You're fucking dead, Marty." And they cut away from Colby, and they focus back on Kamaru, and you just hear Colby yelling on the broadcast. I'm like, God. Dude's a douche. Yeah. He's the worst. Well, he's gonna get beat, beat faster this time anyway. Beat the fuck up. Very possible. Beat the fuck up, dog. So we got a really fun card this weekend. Um, it's it's definitely one of the hardcore fans' favorites types of uh, events. It's got some old school names. Cub Swanson's in the house. Christoph Zotko's in the house. That's fun. We got Marab back. Uh, so we're gonna jump into that. And there I said, jump into it again. Stop. How do I just remove that from my vocabulary? You can't. How frustrating. That's you can put your, like a fucking dog shock collar on you. That's your intro, dog. It is what it is. That's <laughs> yeah. you. Dog is shock collar. So uh, before we talk about the main card, we're going to give you our featured prelim. Jonathan Pierce taking on Gabriel Mowgli Benitez. Um, what we know about Gabriel Mowgli Benitez is that when he is in there, he's in there swinging them things. Um, and it seems like from what we know about Jonathan Pierce, which is less, like he only has two UFC fights. I'll pull his sure dog up. But Didn't he sleep Joe Lozon? I believe he slept Joe Lozon. Let me pull this up. That's a good that's a good kill. It's a real good kill. Not bad. UFC bonus king. Man, Joe Lozon no hoe either. No. Big Jujitsu. Big Jujitsu. JSP is his nickname. I wonder where he got that. Hmm. George took No, he got before. slept by Joe Lozon. Oh. Whoopsie. Sorry. Oh, well. um, with that said, wow, in wow. his last one, two, three, four, five, six fights, all of them have ended by TKO. One of them was him uh, being the beneficiary of said TKO, and the other five yeah, were him. Get paid by the hour, Nick. Come on now. He's out here trying to stop dudes. Also, stopping dudes in weird rounds. Like all of them, except one, were in the second or third round. He letting them know. That's he fun. said, hey, hey, I'm going to let you warm up for five minutes, let you get a little bit of cardio in. Yes, now. I feel it. He got to get hot before he finishes him. He got to get loose. You know what I'm saying? Man, real shit. Mowgli got back on track against Justin James via TKO. 
again, this is a dude that comes out here and throws down. Uh, lost to Sadiq Youssef by TKO. Um, and before that, that one, that, that slam KO uh, over Umberto Bandana. I don't know if you guys remember that. It was pretty wild. And beat Jason Knight, which got Jason Knight cut, which is kind of sad in hindsight. Yeah. And then Jason Knight goes and puts on like one of the best fights of his career against Artem. So tight. Bare knuckle. That bare knuckle fight. It was amazing. Yeah, that was cold. Uh, and he stepped up to the challenge against the GOAT. Who do we like in this fight? JSP. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, you know, I'm always a fan of somebody who's swinging them things. Man. Fair point. Yeah, I'm probably going to go JSP, man. I have not looked at the odds of this. I'll pull them up. Uh, but with that said, not one of our three bets that we're recommending anyways, so who cares? Yo, we were two for three last week on the bets. We sure were. We're getting better. 66%. That means you fuckers made money. You made money. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to start charging all asses for this shit. So here's our three bets for this week. Uh, first off, we like Jodko at plus 200 versus Strickland. Um, the more that we've looked into this, <laughs> particularly Ryan, we think that maybe the odds are a little more justified than we initially did. With that said, I still like uh, plus 200 for a guy with as much, much experience as Jodko has. Uh, not to say that Strickland doesn't also have uh, quite a bit of UFC experience, but he is a career 170 fighter going up to 185. I think now for his third fight, Jocko's enormous and at plus 200. We like the value there. You could hedge it. With you like could a Strickland hedge by it. decision. Yeah. But that's Sean Strickland pretty much only, only gets, yeah, he don't be putting people out like that. Well, I wasn't, I wasn't gonna say, well, you could like have hedged, you know, if you bet on Jorge, you could have hedged Kamaru by decision. Like I did. <laughs> that didn't fucking work. <laughs> Sorry, no, sir. No, Fuck. it did not. No, it did not. Uh, secondly, we like Dustin Jacoby, um, the relative newcomer, I guess you could say, to the UFC, but a really fun, really, really exciting fighter um, at plus 115 versus Ion Kutalaba. Kutalaba is also pretty insane. Um, but yeah, I think Jacoby's, Jacoby's got the right kind of like persona to match up. He's like the opposite of Khalil Roundtree. He's yeah, he does not care what you say. The to man doesn't seen all. it all in, in glory and shit. Yeah, he's a G. Yeah. Uh, so we like him at plus 115 a lot. Plus, Kutalev is just going to come fucking forward like a he, he goddamn a, Terminator. He's a banshee. He's yeah. he's straight up ferocious, but like... Mink, mink, mink. You can you can always step off to the side and throw a left hook, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and, that, and Jacoby is an elite striker. That that works pretty well against guys who... are going to put them things on them. Who are that uh, aggressive. Yeah, I wouldn't even hate to see what a prop bet uh, for Jacoby by knockout would look like. Oh, dude, somebody's like. going to sleep, I think. Yeah, I think for sure. For sure. And then last but not least, we like Dom Reyes as an underdog versus Jiri Prochaka. Yeah. I think I said his last name right. Killed it. Nice. Bad nice. Plus 110. Dom's a hitter. Uh, Jiri, Jiri gets, gets hit. hit. Yes. High five. So maybe like check out a prop bet of a KO there as well. He's got five rounds to do it. He doesn't really get tired per se. And he's a sniper. And he is a sniper. We just watched, uh, for some reason, Ryan put us through... <laughs> The Chris Weidman highlight The Chris tape. Weidman uh, Hall of Death um, prior to recording this podcast. And I'm a flawed person, Nick. <laughs> I don't want to kick somebody when they're down, but goddamn, that's a highlight tape. It was, the man knows how to lose in spectacular fashion. Man, even These fuckers tried arguing with me, too, so I had to prove a point. No, if that wasn't <laughs> even it. I said Chris Weidman is underrated and doesn't get the respect he deserves, and those two things are true. Yeah, but then you fuckers tried telling me Both he was winning the OL fight, and I was like, nah, I was one no, one going died. into the third. That's not even what I said, bro. I said he was dominating the wrestling against Joel. And he was. And he was. In bro. the first round. Well, yeah. He had kind of racked. And then he got, the yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then... Fair enough. And then, and then the Cuban missile. He was separated. The fuck off. 
Then third round, Yoel Romero happened. Man. Yo, that's Mario Yamasaki's fault. <laughs> Every Derek oh, Lewis boy. quote is just a legendary, bro. Can we get Derek Lewis on this fucking show? Because he's great. Possibly. Maybe. Right? I'll, I'll buy that nigga fucking Popeyes, dog. He's pretty chill. I think they Popeyes need to Popeyes afford his own Popeyes. Shit, but, yeah, but you know what's better than Popeyes that you gotta buy? Free Popeyes. Yeah, I was gonna say, Nick, do you actually think Derek Lewis would turn down free Popeyes? Man, real shit. I don't. I'm like, y'all get All your right, next well. biscuit, dog. Upgrade your drink to a large. Yeah. I'm gonna Come need on, you, you guys to check the video version of this podcast at some point so this podcast does not get uh, immediately canceled. What you mean? You at us. Fair point. Fair this, point. This is a black podcast. Man, way. it's seasoning. Okay, yeah. Jetta wearing a Fair fucking do rag over here, dog. At this point, like, <laughs> it's we a need beautiful to be, one too. Man, my braids is busted too. These hoes need to come out. I don't even know what that means. Uh, main card time. First fight, we have a flyweight contest versus Pauliana Botelho fighting Luana Dread Carolina. I don't know. I'm not gonna lie to you guys. I oh, don't know any damn Dredd. thing about either of these women. I don't um, know. Either. But I'll tell you what they've done in the UFC so far. So. Uh, Luana Carolina, they're both Brazilian, first of all. Uh, Luana Carolina is a 6-2. and two. She got into the UFC off of Dana White's Contender Series. Mm-hmm. Uh, won a unanimous decision against Maybelly Lima. I don't know who that is either. Um, and then won her debut, uh, won by decision, and then lost by knee bar to Ariana Lipsky in her last Damn, fight. She got knee barred? Knee barred. That's a that doesn't happen a whole lot. Um, the other half of the opening bout, Poliana Botelho. Also Brazilian, as Afwer mentioned, she's eight and three with six KOs, which is pretty good. She got for them this fucking division. Dangs. Okay. She likes to throw down. Um, in the UFC, she's actually been in the UFC for a while. We should probably know who she is. No, um, no idea who she is. She beat Pearl Gonzalez. That's a decent win. Yeah, yeah you know Pearl one. Gonzalez signed with Bare Knuckle this week. Yeah. Oh boy, bro. Do you know that Paige Van Zant and Rachel Ostevich bought the fight in Bare Knuckle? Excuse me. That's gonna be a <laughs> yeah. dog shit fight. I don't care. I mean, I know why you're watching it, but yeah, like I know why you're watching it, but yo, that shit gonna be trash. I mean, oh, I'm gonna stream it. Yeah, but legally, does um any of any of those AKOs in the UFC? Uh, yeah. So she lost again. Or one, sorry, her debut against Pearl Gonzalez, TKO and kick to the body with, with follow up with punches versus Siri Kondo. Okay. That's a decent win, too. We should really know who this person is. Uh, lost to Calvillo, uh, rear naked choke. Which is oh, not so a bad loss, by the way. That's fine. Okay. Cynthia Calvillo is amazing. Um, decisioned Lauren Mueller. That's not terrible. And then uh, was decisioned by Julian Robertson. So Julian Robertson, no ho either. So, I mean, she's got to be close to getting ranked, yeah. I would think, in that division. She gets this win, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah, she, she sounds like my favorite so far. She's 125. Yeah, uh, I mean, so odds-wise... Yeah, Paul... Rough. They need to sign some. Where's the lie? Yeah. None. No, no lies. How come they haven't absorbed Invicta yet? I don't know, Why? dude. That makes no sense. I guess Amen. because and the Invicta champion comes in here and loses to somebody we've never heard of. When? Bro, that usually okay. fucking happens. When? Oh, oh, okay. So I thought you said win. Yeah, like, <laughs> they made a crying I, noise. Yeah, when? Dude, I don't care. Like, <laughs> I'm here to find out who's the best, goddammit. It's, nah, it's very clear that they're like the developmental 100%. area for women's MMA. And then like the people who are the best from Invicta come up to the UFC. Generally. The UFC has men's divisions where there's plenty of developmental fights in the low level. Yeah. The Invicta girls should be part of the UFC. Unless, yeah, unless, unless 
they're getting paid better by Invicta. Big money. Aren't they owned by the UFC though? Possibly, but I think yeah, because we're on Fight Pass. I feel like I've seen Invicta girls with sponsors well, on their like shorts. Lf Lfa is on Fight Pass, and they're oh. owned by the UFC. Do they get sponsors in Invicta? That's yeah, yeah, dude. Because Cyborg shit was like fucking. Never mind. Ridiculous. Yo, stay free. Dude, just stay there. Yeah, stay free. Never Invicta come to the UFC. Make That's actually money, why Invicta it. exists. Yeah. Uh, do so, you remember like when Cyber used to be beating up bitches over there in Invicta and it's like for why? It was <laughs> absurd. <laughs> oh why? She was like the best female fighter on the planet at the time and she was in on the internet only. Smoking these bitches like backwoods. Bro, the worst fight that I remember seeing was her versus Jan Cuddles Finney. Yeah, that's actually her nickname. Is that the one where she put her hand on her face and elbowed her? Yeah, and it was just like one of the most vicious TKOs Jesus ever. Christ. Because she was just beating the tar out of her before that. Jan was, Jan was totally overmatched, and Cyborg had no mercy. I do miss Cyborg, dog. I miss Cyborg that bitch a lot. Was violent. I miss Cyborg a lot. She didn't have no time. To be Talk about no a hey, we don't call women bitches around here, Ryan. Talk about a run back I wanted. Yeah, the bitches is violent, dog. <laughs> <laughs> like, man. He doubled down. Yeah, yeah I'm for sure doubling the fuck down. We have down. a female producer. He went right back in. Equality. She's offended. We'll uh, call you motherfuckers. <laughs> Everybody can get it. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh... As aforementioned, uh, Botelia is a pretty big favorite here. Two to two and a half to one favorite. That's um, the one who was knocking him out. Yeah, she's probably she's go got with them, her. Them thing. If so let's finish. I probably, probably like you. No, yeah. she's got the knockouts, and she's probably I would say has the better win so far. Yeah, for yeah, sure. So. Uh, next up, we have a super super fun fight, and one with some probably some implications for both of these guys. Marab, De- I'm Divishvili. Sure say his last name wrong. Divishvili. There we go. Very nice. Versus Cody Stamen. Um, so. Coming into this fight, this one's back at thirty-five. Pulled up. Mm-hmm. Yes, Cody Stamen fought it. What he fought? Like it was two a short ago. notice. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, short And they were both thirty-fivers, and they both looked out of shape. So Marab's on a five-fight winning streak um, after dropping two in a row to Ricky Simone and Frankie Sions. Those are both pretty good. Not terrible. Fighters. Not and those were his first two fights in yeah. the UFC. Um, since then, uh, decision Terian Ware, decisioned uh, Brad Katona, decisioned Casey Kenny. Decision Gustavo Lopez and decisioned John Dodson was his last UFC fight. Yeah, dude. dude Holy dude, Remember we made that podcast episode where we're like, yo, we think John Dodson's going to win because he has great takedown defense and John Dodson got taken out like 50 times. 75 times. <laughs> uh, on the other half is uh, Cody Stamen, who has been kind of up and down, but mostly up in his the UFC killers. career. Yeah, he's fought a lot of really good, a real, really, really good fighters. Tarion Ware. In his debut, uh, Tom Dukenwall. Tom Dukenwall. I thought, dude. Day. I thought Tom Dukenwall was going to be a champ, dude. When he he, was, he, like, he looked cold. He, yeah, he just he didn't looked like cold. It. I is he done? Yeah, he, he retired. He retired. He retired a couple like years ago. Yeah, did mm-hmm. not know. Yeah, he walked away. That's crazy. Uh, speaking of walking away, also beat Brad Caraway. Brian. Brian. Brad. Nah, he's Brad now. He's <laughs> Brad now. Did he go to jail. His name Brad. We just renamed him. <laughs> Lost to Algermain. No shame there. Yeah. Um, that crazy knee bar. Well, okay. No shame there in terms of the quality of fighter. Plenty of shame in terms of the quality of social media posts. You don't talk about a Jamaican king uh, like that. That's crazy, bro. You know what's crazy <laughs> is I was an Aljo fan. Me too. Bro. I love that guy. Me and too. And then. He turned in his Oscar-worthy performance to oh, get that back. All right, that's a little much. <laughs> Come on, now. Terrence Since Howard. then, it's been rough. That part was a joke. Okay, but, okay, all right, I'm with you. Unironically, like... It the, just looks worse and his, worse. With his posturing time. with the belt post the fight. Oh, that's rough. And, like, the stuff he's been saying on social media, especially to... Piotr, he's trying to not get that fight. It's... 
sad. Yeah. Bro, why would he take that fight again, dog? Because he needs to do the right thing I, here. Nick, I understand that, but we all sat here and watched that fight. That shit was getting He was getting, ugly. He was getting bad. But he did have some success early. We'll give him some credit there. Very true. Okay, but let me ask you this. <laughs> Can we get back to no, this? No, 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 fuck fight? that. No, no, no. We're just, let me ask you this. <laughs> okay. Was he having success because he was better, or was he having success because Jan usually takes the first round or round to round and a half off? And like I starts to like process and calculate and break people down. I mean, I think he did kind of sting Jan a little bit early. So I think until Jan sat his ass down with that right. That to happen. I mean, yeah, I think the problem was the success that Aljo had was not the success you want him to have. Yeah. His striking, you know, he was able to hit him a few times. Lunge and punches. Shots. Wow. Yeah, I mean, keep him off balance. But he was not able to impose his wrestling to any effect. No. At all. Which is not how you want an Aljo fight to go. 100%. No. So back to this fight. Stamen Divishvelli. Uh, Cody Stamen, his, in his last performance, lost a unanimous decision to Jimmy Rivera. Jimmy looked really, really good in that mm-hmm. fight. Um, so, again, for the most part, Cody Stamen's he only, been, really good he's guys. only lost to amazing guys and has beat some really, really good guys in the process, including Brian Kelleher fairly recently as well. It's another tough fight. So, um, I don't know. Jetta, are you leaning one way or the other on this? I'll find the odds for you. You know, it's... Um it's an interesting fight for Marab. I think Cody's like pretty well-rounded. He just kind of takes the fights as mm-hmm. they come. Um, and he's, like you said, a guy has got a lot of experience, been in there with some of the best at 135. And so my question is, how good is Marab's takedowns really? Yeah. Because if he can impose that same level of wrestling against Cody Stamen, then they're really good. And if he can't, then they're still good, but maybe not elite. And yeah, so fair th- point. This is a big test for his wrestling and his control. He's coming in at a pretty steep favorite. Looks like minus two forty. Really? There's some value in Cody Plus there. Plus one ninety. Yeah. 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 I don't hate that. Um, but I also don't hate uh, Marab maybe by decision. Okay. So to close out their conversation about the Marab Stamen fight, uh, what I'm interested in seeing is whether or not Marab can start finishing guys because at that division, the elite guys are all stopping people. Um, and so far. At least in the UFC, Marab has not been able to do that. So I would like to see that. If he can stop Cody Stamen, I think he gets a top five guy for sure. Do you think if he only wins by decision, though, that they'll like make him get another fight before they give him a top five? They're yes. pretty high on him, so kind of no. But And I'm not exactly sh- – like, not that I don't think he's good. I do think he's good. But I, I normally they're high on the guys that stop people, and yeah. he hasn't even really come close to stopping people, so it's kind of weird. It's the Dagestan hat, bro. Bro, but he's like fucking – It's the he- fucking hat. What is it? The how the fuck do you call that? What do you call that? Yeah, I, I actually don't know what the hat is called. It's got a real name. God, it does have a real name, and I've heard it like a thousand times. Because like Joe Brogan talks about it all the time. Those hats are hard, bro. I want one. They're kind of fucking sick. Next up, we have Sean Strickland uh, making. Let's see. It looks like his third fight at 185. Yeah, and so far so good. Hey, stop um, Brandon Allen. Stop <laughs> Brandon Allen by TKO, and also be Jack Martian, who's. Not Do you remember that fight? Shabby. He was talking shit to Jack during the fight. He's like, come on, Jack. I, I hit him with like a three-piece. Mink, mink, mink. I was like, damn. Yeah. My man in his bag. Okay. He's taking on another fellow veteran. These guys both got some awesome records, by the way. They're really good. Jocko's 22-4. and four. Sean Strickland's 22-3. and three. Both fighters coming in on a three-fight win streak. So you got to think if whoever wins this fight is probably getting a ranked opponent mm-hmm. next. Um, Sean, once again, is coming in at a pretty big favorite, which we kind of dig Jocko because he's had a little bit more experience in the division he's probably fought bigger names in his career he's naturally bigger yeah and he's a big big boy ryan uh, do you feel pretty confident in that jocko bet or do you think we're just kind of 
enjoying the the uh, big underdog? Uh, I think it's kind of a combination of both. I mean, I think both guys. The only thing that like kind of worries me is that I think that Sean Strickland. Uh, he sets up his combinations a lot better and like he flows a lot better with his punches. Um, so, I mean, he could get the stoppage because yeah. uh, Jocko does get hit. Like yeah, Jocko's got a chin, but he does get hit. Um, so it'll be kind of interesting to see if he comes out with a, with a game plan, but dog, those odds are just, they're tempting, especially on this card though, because there are like a lot of heavy favorites where I'm like, well, I, I guess I kind of see it. And if I was to bet money on, Oh, this could be a potential upset. It'd be this fight. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at Jocko's losses right now. His losses, uh, he has four total, but three of them are Brad Tavares, Uriah Hall, and David Branch. You mean David Tree Trunk? Yeah. David Tree Trunk. I'm very surprised that Kristoff is coming in like Plus that, that far away. Yeah. Like, I'm like, yeah, he's got some L's, but they're good L's. They're yeah. Brad Tavares. And he's bangs. got three straight dubs against, I mean, at least decent dudes. Alan Ed Ed. Ed Medofsky, I don't know who the hell that is. I'm not going to lie to you guys. Uh, Mark Andre Burial, that's a solid win. Mm-hmm. And Eric Anders. Yeah. I mean, Strickland could get it done, but I think that uh, the betting line should be closer. I noticed, though, that like Jocko always comes in as like an underdog because I remember Eric Anders was a favorite, and I was like, yeah. dude, I'm betting on Christoph to win this fucking no fight. So I was like, free. No <laughs> doubt. Well, hey, if they want to keep paying people on Christoph Jocko fights, I'm Man, sure shit. people will take it. Next up, we have what will. I mean, this is probably going to get fight of the night. I don't really even see anything else that has the, the yeah. kind of the kind of potential for violence that Ion Kuntalaba versus Dustin Jacoby has. Um, so Jacoby, relatively new to the UFC, not new to combat sports. If you pay attention to kickboxing at all, this guy's been a problem for a while. Um, nine wins by KO TKO of his fourteen, and since he's been in the UFC, back to back wins. Uh, TKO Justin Ledet and Mac, uh, the decision, yeah, decisioned Maxim Grishin. Um, Maxim Grishin is good. Maxim Grishin is good. That's a really, really good win. Really good um, Kutalaba has lost his last two since knocking out Khalil Roundtree. Both of them to Ankalaev. Oh, that's right. I was like, yeah. wait a second, you fought Ankalaev twice. Yeah, Ankalaev's a motherfucker, though, dude. Why did they do that rematch? I uh, can't remember. You remember because like the because I think Kutalaba was like faking like he got hurt, and the ref thought he was like genuinely hurt yeah. until he like stopped it. Yeah, Kutalaba contested the stoppage and was like, I wasn't really hurt. Yeah. And then they fought again, oh. and he got laid up. Stiff. Yeah, it's pretty dog. rare you have back to back freshly starched the same shirt. Person. <laughs> that was very weird on yeah. the shirt, dog. Not only that, I mean, they put Scotch Guard on him, son. Boy, man, fucking got him out the cleaners and everything. Yeah, it was. She it was, was bad. It was bad times. So one thing that is working in Kutalaba's favor is that he was supposed to fight a different opponent. It was supposed to be Devin Clark. Uh, Jacoby took this, I think, maybe like a week ago. Yeah, week week and a half ago. So it makes you wonder a little bit: um, is the weight cut going to be an issue? Um, he's a pretty big dude. He's not a small dude. He he does have one KOTKO loss in 19 fights. The way that he fights and mostly stand up, one KOTKO like loss, King not Mo? a big deal. Uh, it was to King Mo. Yeah, King Mo fucking cracks. <laughs> yeah, in 2014, nonetheless. Oh shit. That was King Mo's heyday. Yeah, you lose the King Mo. In hey, that's when you know the Bellator, like you know, the steroid testing was like a questionnaire. <laughs> it was <laughs> loose. <laughs> it was it's multiple choice. Man, real loose. shit. Where it was like, bro, you're telling me this man is clean. I don't know. Jetta, what do you what do you like here? Do you think Jacoby gets it done on the feet? Yeah, I think so, man. Uh, 
Kusalaba is aggressive. He's ferocious. He is vicious. But that K1 striking is something different. And I don't think he is going to be able to move forward and press the way he likes to. And since he has back-to-back losses off of pressing in that way, uh, if he doesn't change up his approach a little bit, I think he's going to get dinged. Yep, I tend to agree. That's a very, very live dog. Um, and the odds probably do make sense, given the fact that he took the fight on a couple weeks' notice. But stylistically, I think if he's coming in with a full camp, I think Jacoby's probably the favorite in this. So What is it? He's a plus 115? Uh, I think 110. Let me 110? See uh, yo, I think that speaks volumes for right. fucking Ju- Dustin Jacoby. The fact that he took the fight a week ago and that's damn near pick him Fair point. This is very close for us. I think, I think Kutalaba has a style that... Taylor May for uh, Jacoby to yeah, we could step off and ice him. Yeah, we could definitely get a highlight. I mean, like, if, you know, if you're feeling a little frisky, a little prop bet, Jacoby by KO. Ooh, I love it. Don't hate it. I really Man. don't. Love it. Co-main event, Giga Chikadze, guy that I would say we would say collectively, you know, the podcast is a fan of Giga Chikadze. Yeah. Uh, versus, a, you know, I mean, and Damn, who, he's 32? love Cub Swanson. So this is a fun one. Um, Cub coming in off back-to-back wins over Crone Gracie. Kind of a weird fight that Joe Rogan tried to pretend was closer than it actually was. Um, and then a KO over Daniel Pineda, which was... He looked good he in did. that fight. He looked really good. Uh, Giga is undefeated in the UFC. Coming off, let's see, this is one, two, three, four, five straight wins. Last one... His last one was James Krause? Is that the same James Krause? Right, no way. James Krause Simmons. No, the that's Afro a different Ryan. James Krause. James Krause became black with an <laughs> Afro okay, dog. I have no okay. recollection and, of this fight. And lost like 40 pounds. Man, I was like, yo, what the fuck? <laughs> well, no, this is it. When the hell did oh, James no, Krause lose a leg to fight this a featherweight? Yeah. yeah, bro. James Krause is not nah, fighting right, at 45. Nah. He has fought at 55. It's not the craziest. They could have fought really? at 55. Bro, that James massive motherfucker 55. is not making 45. No, no, no. He's not making 45. He's not that big of a dude. I stand Bro, there's no. No way. No, I know get, he couldn't yeah. make 45, but Giga could have fought at 55. It's not the craziest thing in the world. Giga would be a fat 55-er. I don't know. Giga's pretty tall, isn't he? Yeah, he's six feet tall. Yeah, Crazier yeah. things have well, happened. Could. Well, I guess James Vick was like okay. six foot 12. <laughs> <laughs> at any rate, it's a different James Krause. Yeah. <laughs> it's a James Krause who I've never heard of, and I have no recollection of uh, Giga knocking out. That must have been a short notice upon him. about to Google that. Yeah, and I don't have a recollection of that. Out. But with that said, Giga striking is, is elite. Um, Cubs can do it, you know, pretty much everywhere. Um, Cubs tough as fucking nails. Ryan, are you leaning one way or the other? Cub, okay. Cub. Okay. Uh, just from what I've seen from Giga, like he's super flowy, and like when he starts flowing on people, he'd be lighting people up. But he has shown that he will get hit a mm-hmm. lot. And from what I've seen from Cub lately, is Cubs really focusing on uh, body work, and Giga starts to slow down a lot because yeah. of that style. So I think what Cub's going to do is obviously he's probably going to get tuned up that first round, uh, but he's going to start putting money in the bank. We'll go into the body, and you're going to see Giga start slowing down second, uh, especially towards the end of the second. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised if you see uh, Cub get a takedown in the third and submit him. I don't hate it. Real specific, but I, I for some reason I just keep seeing Cub winning this fight My because Cub is a hard ass fight. Cub's like one of those gatekeepers where it's like, damn, you gotta you gotta be special to beat him because like he's he's not gonna fold for fucking anybody. And I mean, even though he went on like a little bit of a you know downside look, who did he lose to? Brian Ortega, Ortega. Frankie, Hanato Carnero, and Chamber Ghost. So. Yeah, dude. Yeah. 
those are not bad losses. And no. to Shane Burgos, it was super close. It was a split decision. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I I think it's a tough fight for Giga, and he's got to show me pretty large improvements um, in order to get past Cub. But yeah, I what, what I, I will see, say. I'm sorry, cut you off there. What I will say about Giga that is interesting is he came into the UFC looking like a guy that was just going to knock everybody out, mm-hmm. um, especially with his kickboxing credentials. And in the UFC, he does have two. No, actually, he only has he only has the one knockout win, um, and two of his wins are by split decision. So this could, could could have easily gone the other way. So I, what I'm looking to see is is can Giga start to show us the explosive finishing that he showed us outside of the UFC again in his 12 wins, seven by KOTKO. So Cub is a guy that you know he he's definitely hard to stop, but it's not impossible. Mm-hmm. Chad, what do you think? Uh, I think he's in the same position Marab is. Um, it's two guys who are doing well. Stregan, I think both had five wins apiece, yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but we want to see if they can do it against somebody who is a step up in competition. And Cub is definitely that. Mm-hmm. And so we'll see if you know his striking, which of course is great, can hold up against the guy who is super-duper tough, has great jiu-jitsu, and has just been a different fighter mm-hmm. since he beat Duho Choi. Mm-hmm. Ever since that fight, Cub Swanson been different, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, there's just something about him that he is just willing to bang. Yeah, he's got a meanness to him that, not that he didn't have before, but it's a different thing. I feel like it's been amplified, and so yeah, that Duho fight brought the dog. That was well, one we'll, of the best fights. We'll see if if Giga's got something for that. I think this is a big show it to me fight for him. Mm-hmm. This is very important for him to show what he's capable of. Speaking of fights that are big to see what we're capable of, Dominic Reyes, Jury Prashaka in the main event. Huge, huge fight for Dominic Reyes. Um, coming off back-to-back losses. But again, no shame in these losses. Put an asterisk by that first loss. Those though, are man. both title fights. Um, so zero shame in that at all. And as Ryan suggests, maybe a possible asterisk by that John Jones. He beat John Jones. Thank you. He may have beat John Jones. We should do a segment at some point where we go back and talk about fights that they may have screwed up the decision and may have completely altered the course of UFC history. Yeah. That's a fun conversation. Mm-hmm. So on the other side of the main event, we've got a dude who is also pretty scary. In his 27 victories, 24 of them coming by way of KO, TKO, um, only has one fight in the UFC against Volkan Ozdemir, and he won by knockout. That fight was... Absolutely insane for as long as it lasted. I really, really don't know what to expect here. Um, but as we said, Dominic Reyes might be a bit of a live dog. Jetta, what are you expecting to see? Anything in particular? I mean, I'm just expecting to see fireworks. Yeah, no I doubt. expect this one to be a banger. Uh, and specifically uh, with Dominic trying to control the distance and use his range and just be long and athletic. I mean, that's what he does best. Uh, and it's what... Uh, he was unable to do against Jan, given his odd timing and those excellent body kicks. So it'll be interesting to see if uh, Jury's got those. If yeah, he no can doubt. control the distance with body kicks in a similar fashion or, you know, try to stop Dom from creating those angles for his left hand. Yeah. Interesting note here about Jury that I didn't realize until this moment. He's also 6'4". Six 6'4 four. Six four and a 6'4". That seems to be like the standard issue height for 205 these days. Yeah, they're all enormous. If you're not 6'4", bro, you're not a 205-er. Go yeah. home. How good is DC off that right there, man? He's 5'4". Man. Thank you. Got that build at 5'4". Uh, Ryan, 
you kind of like Reyes in this. I do. I like Reyes a lot in this. Tell me why uh, Dominic Reyes wins this fight. Um, I mean, so first off, I know that out of Jerry's 27 wins, 23 have come in the first round. So uh, a lot of that is he's not really going deep into fights. And I think Dom Reyes has really good cardio. I mean, like he started to slow down against John Jones because he was pinging John Jones's shit. But... Um, I went back and watched the Vulcan fight, and one thing that I thought was super interesting was Jiri's movement. Like, he's super unorthodox. He moves quite a bit, and I think the style like that, especially being that size, it's, it's going to slow you down a lot. So what I'd like, what I think is going to happen is uh, Dom Reyes throws excellent kicks, especially with uh, his lead leg. Um, so I think he's going to start chopping down uh, Jiri's leg, slow down the movement. He's going to go to the body, um, and then the head's going to present itself. Um I wouldn't be surprised if Dom implements a game plan of, hey, let's try to get him out of the first, you know, seven minutes, seven, eight minutes. Jerry's going to start slowing down. Yeah. And then we're going to start taking it to him. Um, or Jerry's going to come out super aggressive like he always does. But the issue is, is he leaves his head on a silver platter. And Dom Reyes is excellent at stepping off and connecting with that sniper of a left that puts anybody down. Um, so... And plus, Dom's lost two in a row, and so, you know, I feel like he's he's going to come out and you're going to see the best version of Dominic Reyes because he feels like his back's up against the wall. Yeah. Um, and Like I told you guys earlier, I still think Dom Reyes is going to be a champion in this division because yeah. he's so young, too, and I think he's a better athlete than most. And You know, I just think that Jan has a weird style, and, you know, it, it got the best of him, but, you know, I, I'm still high on Dom Reyes. Yeah. Um, and I don't like being a very hittable fighter at 205 pounds because these all these dudes can crack. Yeah, fair point. Um, and and strength of schedule is important to note here. But Jiri's actually even younger, which is surprising to me. Jiri's Jesus. only 28. Um, man, uh, really, really big, maybe even title implications in this one. I mean, I, I guess uh, let's play the hypothetical game. If Dom Reyes wins, is there a fight that stands out? Is there something that either of you want to see, Jetta, anything popping in the head? Well, I'm for Dom after this fight. Let me pull up these light heavyweight rankings. Light heavyweight is an interesting division at the moment. It's very interesting because you can go a lot of ways. I think you I've got I my like? fight. I, I got it. Please Nick, be my friend here. You might be hyped for this. Ryan, you might be hyped too. What's up with some Dominic Reyes and Anthony Smith? Yes, my guy. That's a sick ass. Yes. Fight. What's up with that? Number one contender fight. Yes. The only problem with that is, what do you do with Rockage? That's a good question. Fuck. Never mind. I don't dislike uh, Rockage versus uh, the winner. Dom Reyes. Either. Yeah, I think Rockage versus the winner probably makes sense. Yeah. Either way. God damn. Then what do you give Anthony? Do you give him that rematch? Dude, I think you give a hard reset on Santos. From what I've heard, you could do Anthony versus Ankalaev, and I don't like that. I mean, you could also do Anthony against the loser of this fight. Yeah. I don't hate that. Cause then, and then you can make like a number one contender fight after the winner yeah. of For whoever Rockets this. And the winner. And, yeah. Yeah. That's cool. I will say I don't know that if Dominic Reyes does lose this fight, particularly if he loses by knockout, that he's going to be super keen on fighting somebody as dangerous as Anthony Smith. But... Maybe. No, but dude, that's what sucks though about this division is they can all crack. Yeah. So it's not going to matter who Fair he fights. Point. He's going to fight a hitter. Yeah, man. These dudes are all hitters. Uh, Uncle Live's out there too. He's kind of interesting still. I mean, Love's still floating around. Volkan Ozdemir's going to come back at some point in time and do something. Yeah. Beat somebody. we got all sorts of fun 
possibilities here. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I don't know what to expect in this main event other than as both of you alluded to, violence. Probably someone's going to end up unconscious. Yeah, this is cool. If you're gonna bet on this one, don't bet for going to decision. Pick no. your guy by knockout. Most definitely. Hit that prop. Cool. My bookie sponsor us. <laughs> Donate money. Sponsor us. Too much. We are looking for sponsors for the show. Absolutely. Especially gambling sites. DM us. Cool. That's it for this week. Love you. Bye. Take it easy, y'all.